0: What's going on, everybody? You've got the Cardboard Coaches here with your boy, Coach Co.
1: And I am the Cartelvis, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our <gasps> guy's not feeling it tonight. Needed a stand-in. Gave a call to the Cartelvis. And I said, Hey. I'm happy to get down. Hunger, hunger, burn in love with my man, Coach Co.
0: I absolutely love that. For those of you who are listening uh, strictly audibly, that is a Mr. David from Signed and Slabbed. Mm-hmm. If you don't or aren't aware of his profile, please go check it out. He has uh some pretty vast knowledge in the sports card space, and we've had him on here before. So if you're a past listener, you've already heard the wonderful Dave. How are you doing today?
1: Not bad, co. Not bad. Um I miss the cartel. Great. Um you know, solid get well wishes to him to feel a little bit better. Um happy to stand in. It's a little bit little less beard and a little more hair for you today, people. So Yeah. That's that's the trade-off you get.
0: We just uh just move it around, you know?
1: Yeah. But you know, still incredible facial hair and incredible eyewear you got to keep the tradition alive.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what you're trying to do right now. So, I mean, I'm sure he's going to appreciate that once he he gets a hold of this episode. So thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. So Dave, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on here today is because you did a pretty extensive... uh, Let's say you did pretty extensive work on the PWCC Top 100 Cards list. those of you who are unaware, PWCC did a list of the top 100 cards and and several different voices in the sports card hobby uh, provided their own personal lists to contribute to this list. And then there was a bit of a voting process in order to determine if the card made it onto the list and how high that card ranked on the list. Uh, and Mr. Sinus lab himself was uh, quite prominent in that process. So and I know that uh, holidays rolled around. It was like just before the holidays, if I'm not mistaken. And then holidays started ramping up. And I, I don't know if anyone's had an opportunity to talk to you about this. So I'm kind of excited that we get to. First of all, how have you in the past ranked like a, a top 100 cards list? Was it like how interesting was this experience for you? Was it something that you've done before? Is it like something that really yeah. kind of drum, drummed up some nostalgia for you? Yeah, I'd
1: never, I'd never done something like that formally. Um, so, you know, Adam, uh, I, you know, the real 27, I think is his thing. Um, you know, and he he had recently gone to work at, at PWCC. He also publishes the Basketball Card Fanatic monthly. And um, I actually have a pretty extensive article in this month's issue that kind of talked how I went through my development of the Iconic process. So anyway, just shout out to them. Um, subtle because,
0: plug, I like
1: it. yeah, cause they were the organizer. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you got to give credit where it's due. Um, but no, I'd never done something like that formally, but he reached out to me and asked if I'd participate and said that they were gonna do, you know, uh, uh, videos for each card um, with different um with the different voters. And I kind of got the, and I had input into which videos I could participate in. so, you know, for me, it was like, oh, this is this is the kind of content we need. Right. Yeah. We all had been, I think, moaning about content kind of leading up to that point, being so centered around the value of cards. Yep. And, and, you know, not so much about necessarily the artwork or the significance or where those cards kind of were sort of in the history of the hobby. Um, and so, you know, they sent that out. Uh, and to, I think 200 people participated and you just you ranked your cards um from they or i guess they gave us 200 cards to choose from
0: so that that's actually something that i was wondering yeah yeah i was i was wondering if we was had a it, limited like, amount free, I think it, free balling or not
1: no i think yeah i think it would we had i think it was two or 250 cards maybe that you could choose from um they had the images of them up and and then you just the way the way that kind of software worked you just sort of assigned numbers so like for people out there that think it's super easy when you're sitting on your couch and you, you know, better than everyone else, how to do everything. Like it's really not as easy as you think. Um, and then especially if you had cards that maybe weren't on the list that you thought or weren't in the you know choices that you thought should have possibly been there. And there were a couple like that for me, but um, you know, overall, I think they, they gave plenty of options, but limiting us to 75 On our rankings, kind of, it forced you to make some decisions that you wouldn't have to if you could have gone all the way to 100, which I think was actually pretty smart on their part. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I sat down and and worked through kind of in my head what I thought were some of the the, you know, considerations that I should give to put the list together, and then I just applied that. Uh, and I went through it a couple times because like I said, I mean, it's hard, you know, when you're like at the top of the list, it's easy. Everybody, I mean, I think everybody kind of knew.
0: Like the top that, like, three.
1: Yeah. Wagner, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and even on from there, to be honest, Co, like even in the top 15 or 20, like it's not that tough. I yeah. just looking back on my list. I don't think I, I think my top, 37 cards from my list were on that list before I hit one that I ranked that didn't make the cut. So, you know, at the top of the hobby, it's really easy. And where you, where you struggle is like, man, from 60 to 75, there's a bunch of cards that I like and they're, they're all kind of in a group. Yeah. Um, So
0: you talk a little bit about the like the selection process for you, like what was going through your head when you were picking like because again, I mean, obviously, there's a slight bias because this is your opinion and it's meant to be your opinion. But also like, you know, what were some of the things that you were kind of focused on making sure that that were present on this list?
1: Yeah. So, you know, for me, a lot of it was just about, you know, awareness of the card. So like, did I believe that not just people in the hobby, right? Um, but using the mantle as an example, like people that you and I both know that collect cards, they know what that thing is. Um, just because it's been so prominently featured, you know, anytime the hobby's kind of spoken about. Same with Hannes Wagner's. And so, you know, that awareness was important. I thought that people need to know what they were. They kind of need to be able to describe even like what set it might've been from, or at least who the manufacturer was, et cetera. And then I also, I, you know, I thought a little bit too about just the subject of the card and you know, like, so like the who's like, obviously Babe Ruth needs, needed to be on the list. Jordan's yeah. obviously going to be on the list. Um, you know Joe Montana and Brady. And, yes. I mean you know again those sort of upper echelon guys. It's when you get to kind of the tier two or tier, you know, barely tier three within any of the sports is where you you start having some issues around. All right, well, and and you know we can talk some of that, about that in a minute. But like this, these particular players are iconic, but do they actually have cards that are?
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: I also applied some logic around it because everyone, you know, anyone who'd seen me doing this, they know that I was complaining the whole way about all, there were 12 Michael Jordans on the list, right? Yes, there were. And I mean, there's, there's, you, you still can't argue, you cannot put together a cohesive argument that will convince me that one person can have 12 iconic cards. They just can't, like maybe you could have kind of three or four. Yeah. I was
0: going to say, I was going to say like three, maybe, you know, but... yeah,
1: and that was, and that's how I hit my list too, because I do think I ended up with four Jordans on my list, but like, I was like, okay, at that level, I just have to cut off because the, the combination of those other factors and needing to have other people kind of represented to me was, was more important than trying to put together like a list of top 10 Jordan. Cards. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I would agree with you. Yeah, And I think it it's interesting because, I mean, a lot of the cards on that list, like if you were to go back like 15 years, I mean, no one was really no one actively collecting those cards. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, yes. at least in the case of like PMGs, for instance. And I know yeah. that like, it's very hard to like rewind and say like, okay, at some point, PMJs weren't really desirable or that desirable for the everyday person, right? So like, how is this iconic? And is this is this a result of recency bias towards PMGs in general? You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, like when it went because I collected back then, and I mean I can tell you, no one collected metal. They were like this. This it was so weird at the time.
0: And it was a very chippy product too, right? So like it yes, was like flimsy. Yes. So like, it was like was hard always, to store.
1: Yes, yes. And so you know, broadly, I think people just kind of skipped over it. And then you, you know, even same with like the Skybox EX stuff. Yeah, like it just credentials and things where
0: people like were ac aware acetate of stuff again. Like yeah. I mean, I don't know if that was ever really like. You know, so,
1: so in terms of like the, the, the normal collectors, uh, you know, general idea of existence and collectability on that stuff, it wasn't there. And, I, and you know, I, so I think over time, uh, obviously, some people that were that were very knowledgeable and astute about it started grabbing some of that stuff before the craze really took off. And because those things are, again, condition sensitive, they're they're pretty low production. So that because they were difficult to find. You didn't Yeah, making them stuff.
0: desirable for like I think like a, a an upper tier of collector. Yeah. But I just yeah. don't think that the average collector or or I mean right. like you talked about before, I mean, if someone were to really not know a ton about sports cards, like and and you were to say, like, here's one card that you know you should actively seek out getting for your favorite player, it yeah. happens to be Tom Brady, like is it the contender's autograph? Do you know what I mean? Or is it right, just a contender's right. autograph because the contender's autograph sold for over a million?
1: Right. Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, in
0: my opinion, the Bowman Chrome is a little bit more iconic because I think that I i mean, I've seen so many of them. I see so many people desire to get one. Do you know what I mean? That's like a card yeah. that many collectors aspire to own. Right. Yeah, and at least for me, that's my definition of like iconic. Like that's something yeah. that's going to be memorable for a very, 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 very long time.
1: Yeah. Um. So, you know, that I so I, when I worked my way through that, and then, like I said, I got to pick some of the videos. And I think when people go back and look to kind of see which cards I selected, there were a number of them I picked that were really on the lower end of the threshold um, around value things like yeah. David Robinson hoops and, and even like Shaq upper decks. Like, I, you know, I but I would... think that
0: card is I think I think that Admir- the the Admirables rookie card is is iconic, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's I don't know, like there Certainly wasn't
1: people of a certain age. Like, yeah, that, we remember kind of the chase for that card. Right.
0: And he's um... I mean, he's made his stamp on the sport and you know what I mean? Like and, and hoops is a relatively iconic brand, you know, like I. Yep. I mean, it checks a lot of boxes, that card.
1: Yeah. So, you know, that that part was fun doing the videos with Adam, just being able to sit down and kind of talk about the cards, talk a little bit about the history. And and honestly, I like I enjoyed that from the other contributors, because particularly around a lot of the modern stuff, because I just didn't know it as well. Um, you know, didn't I, I knew some of the significance of some of those cards. But again, they're the the ability to really kind of know them and touch them and own them is is so low yeah. that it, it is it is difficult i think to really develop a, a good knowledge set around what's kind of going on within some of those different brands and you know the other thing code too is and i thought a little bit about this is like and it's why i didn't personally vote for any of that metal type stuff yeah because i was like the the hobby history of it was at at issuance was low interest and short time frame right like the there wasn't a continuous metal set for for a decade like they kind of came in and didn't really burn very bright and burned out fast and then here we you know now we're on the back end and boom where it's like because it
0: it, because it wasn't produced it's like now it's super desirable yeah and and, like just because it's desirable like because it's you can't really obtain it again i, I just i go yeah. back to like what is iconic though
1: yeah you know and I, mean? I, I think some of the allure of those was kind of driven from some particular people that were collecting them right and and I, in my opinion a lot of what had happened in terms of that collectability was sort of piggybacking off of some of those set builders but also you know recognizing that that there was a run happening in the cards but like because i think about i still think about now like if i was only going to have charles barkley is a guy that i like if i was only going to have five barkley cards his png is not is so far away from being a top five barkley card for me that i don't even consider it right yeah but but i'm not i'm not making that assessment based on you, you know dollar value i'm I'm making yeah it-
0: or like flippability if yeah, that's I'm even making, a word you know, you know what, what I mean like I remember yeah.
1: being the cool Charles barkley cards and yeah. part
0: of that well I mean so much of the, of like the market in the last two three years has been you know what not only do I kinda like but more specifically like what will what will everyone else like right when it's time to sell. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's yeah. pretty much like it's I mean his influence at least me with some of my buys, you know, like not only is this a guy that I think is going to start performing better than he is, even, like are his circumstances going to improve, uh, yep. you know, is the price right? All these things, but also is this the particular card that people are going to want to buy for this particular player, right? And I right. think with that PMG boom, I mean it became like it's like a snowball effect where like a bunch of them started dropping and then you're like, okay, like this is, this is one that people will pay a premium for and they're actively looking for. Right.
1: Uh, up to a point though. Right. And because that's the argument, I mean, there's I always making. up to a point, right? It's yeah, like so keep, the argument I keep making with people. is like when you see a, I don't know, 40 or $50,000 Steve Nash. I mean, are there really a dozen people out there in competition for that car? And I think the answer is clearly no. And so over time, unless
0: you don't unless think there's 12 the, big money Canadians. that want to own a Steve Nash. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Or 12 Santa Clara alums or, or, I mean, it just how many people are really going to be in it for that. And so I, like, again, the the, the dynamic, the economic dynamics of supply demand, I get it, but I just, I still a hundred percent believe over time if you're willing to be patient the overwhelming majority of those guys not named Jordan and Kobe are coming down and they're coming down. They're going to come down big. I mean, Kobe,
0: Kobe came down, came, came down huge, right? Massive. Which
1: Again, is sort of proved that like, maybe he, people even he
0: was, wasn't immune to it. And yeah. I was like, and and like, it like do we understand? Two,
1: one of them already had them, right? Yeah. But they were, yeah. they were so far along in the PC of their player before the boom happened that they got there. Yeah. And and now it was like, why don't, you know, I'm not jumping in this fray because for $200,000 I could do a lot of other things.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, man. 100%.
1: So, anyway, that's that's my view on that stuff. So, like, you know, that was one of the big differences that came up, I would say kind of between my list and some other people's is like the the what I'll call the modern anything like 1981 and on is where I sort of set that. Yeah. I don't have yeah, that's, as many that's, that's, cards that's, as yeah. as other people would have, um, and I, I I look back at the list to see, and I, I think the way it finished off is there were fifty seven cards manufactured in nineteen eighty one or or after on the list, and there were there were forty three that were nineteen eighty and earlier. My my list would have been certainly yeah. way more the other way.
0: Yeah, which I'm. If we look at, and it's funny because you and I were actually talking about this earlier today, if we talk about like, you know, big moments in the hobby, like the 80s and 90s were massive for the hobby, yeah. right? So yeah. I, I don't think it would. it's a, any stretch, you know, that there's a majority, or I mean, it's not an overwhelming majority, but it's definitely significantly more. Uh, cards from like the modern era than than the vintage era, right? Like, because uh, yeah. although those vintage cards are iconic, again, like desirability based on scarcity, it becomes a thing, right? It's just ironic that it happened on the on the the back end, you know, yeah. where we're talking like, okay, well, not everyone has like a Sandy Koufax rookie or a. You know what I mean? Like or, or, or had access to one or saw them play. But, but
1: again, do they know what it is? When they see it, do they immediately kind of know what it is, right? Yeah. Like I've said a lot of times, that's the benefit I think for the vintage cards um versus modern is there and other people talk about this too. There's there's only one rookie. Yeah,
0: right? that's, true. I, that's true.
1: I don't have to look around of of the fourteen different products. Unless you're Mickey Mantle, right? yes
0: yes 51 bowman or 52 tops
1: i mean 51 bowman is the obvious rookie but 52 tops the one everybody wants Yeah,
0: yeah yeah that's true um yeah no you're right i i i mean there's no question who sandy or which rookie card is sandy kovacs is you know what i mean like and uh, i didn't
1: have as many of the modern cards and i i was not as big of a voter for modern inserts uh, just because, and, and part of that thought process was that, you know, up until the boom or, you know, the more recent boom, let's call that, you know, late 20, 29, 2018, 19 and on. Yeah. Um, I just don't know that those things have been around long enough for, for us to be able to know for sure. Right. Like what, what's the, ne- again, if, if I end up being right and the, the pool of collectors out there to kind of to hold up some of these prices doesn't shape out Will we look back in five years on a lot of these modern cards and be like, well, you know, maybe it's not as iconic as I thought it was. But a a guy that I think about with that is like maybe a Giannis. If he doesn't win a title again, or he doesn't win another MVP, like, yes, he's great, but in the sort of hierarchy of the game, Towards the back end of a career, where do you end up with a guy like that?
0: I mean, right? I think that's that's safe to, to that, say like, because, Curry's like, think about Curry it. he's a
1: different story. LeBron yeah. is a different story because they're already there. But yeah. like, you know, Mahomes. Well, because
0: and... that's why, and that's kind of why his cards are where they're at. I mean, it doesn't make sense. But like, if if you're going to try to justify the the market value of you know some uh, already kind of crazy market. Yeah. Um. You know, having a guy who's already won several MVPs, won a championship, and is also, like, theoretically hasn't hit his prime yet right. in terms of, like, his age, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: I yeah. mean,
0: there's a lot of allure there to eventually get maybe another chip or another MVP or a couple more defensive player of the years or all-team NBAs, you know what I mean? Like, to right. stack that resume but so like, that now, like, really by the time he gets get there...
1: What happens with Luca? For some reason, I, he never wins the title. That's,
0: I mean, he's yet to win an MVP. You know, like and and, and again, he's only right. been in the league for so four he, years. But like,
1: yeah. So is who is he then? Is he Patrick Ewing? Is he is he Charles Barkley? Like, that's not that's not top echelon. It's you know second level. I mean, he now, had a card
0: sell for five million dollars, bro.
1: I I, under, I know.
0: I mean, it's Bernard
1: King lit people up okay (laughs) in the (laughs) 80s and we're not out there
0: PCing him I (laughs) I mean he he was on he was on the iconic top 100 list you know George
1: Girvin won some scoring titles and I you know that's a guy that I like but again where's he fallen so I mean he's you know top 50 top 75 whatever but in terms of like there, there are no George Gervin, George, George Gervin cards that are even pushing, like, $20,000, I don't think. I mean, I'm not sure what his do is.
0: I don't, I don't mean, think so either. I yeah, don't think so, so either. It's,
1: it's kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah, like, um. well, so you, you and I talked a little bit about, like, stuff that I, I don't know, what do you want to, where do you want to go? I could go to stuff I think was missing. Or yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, yes, let's go, let's go. What you think was? So we talked a little bit about, you know, what you think was kind of biased about the list, and you know, some of the inserts and some of the modern stuff, um, and some of the the higher priced items. Like, yeah, what what do you think was left off the list? Because again, like, two hundred people voted for this top one hundred list, right? So,
1: yeah,
0: there were one hundred fifty or two hundred. It was a lot of people. Yeah. So I Um, mean, there's definitely. It's it's interesting to see where everyone else's heads at versus where yeah. your heads at, right? So, what are some iconic cards that you think were left off that list? So,
1: I, I had I have kind of I had three lists.
0: Like, what the- was the highest? Here's the question: What yeah. was the the highest card you had ranked that didn't make the list?
1: Sixty three tops. Pete Rose.
0: How high was it on your list?
1: Thirty eight.
0: That's high. That's high.
1: Iconic card. I agree with you. I agree no, with Pete, you. Pete Rose didn't make the list, Co. I with, agree it, with you. Pete Rose really only does, I think, have kind of one truly iconic card. Yeah. But everyone knows what a Pete Rose rookie looks like, and it's not like it's a cheap card in no. good condition.
0: And um, and he and he's I mean he's not in the Hall of Fame either. You know what I mean? Like so like uh, imagine if he was, imagine you know, like yeah,
1: yeah, but so Pete Rose was the highest one on my list that didn't make it. 38. Uh, the next three that were pretty close. So the that and the next three were all in my top uh, all in my top fifty. Um and they didn't make the list. The T Two six Eddie Plank. Um, nice. I think that's another I think it and the Rose were like really close to making the list and didn't quite but you know plank is kind of that second after the wagner and i and i ignore the two kind of doyle errors and the and the other one yeah Um, you know plank's a pretty expensive card it's it's pretty well known um so that was one from an iconic set yeah um the next one is some people will find offensive potentially but Like again, I just hit this from the card collecting point of view. I think people didn't vote for this because they were afraid of having put their name next to it. (laughs) But the OJ Simpson rookie, I mean, that is a super iconic card.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Regardless of what you may think about OJ, that is a that is an iconic
0: I mean it's a card that a lot of people were collecting though. Yeah. Even before everything popped off.
1: That's right. And so I, you know, I but I think OJ Brings some outside influences into the boating. Yeah,
0: yeah, of course.
1: Uh, And then I had the 85 Tops Hogan. Um, I actually think the Tops Hogan is a better known card broadly across the hobby than the 82 All Stars.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: So, and so I was a little surprised that it didn't make the list. But that, that, so that, and that segues pretty good to like, I felt like I personally, as you would think, didn't vote for the soccer stuff, but yeah. I think that was in hindsight, that was maybe a little more just out of not knowing it well enough. I think, I think now, particularly post World Cup, it, it, just me watching the sport and kind of having a better appreciation for it. Um, it, some of the soccer cards that got voted for made a lot more sense to me, and you know, maybe I would have picked them up between 76 and 100. I don't yeah. know, like. Ronaldo, Messi, Pele, that kind of stuff being yeah. there now doesn't, yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. Really bother me a whole lot. Yeah. Um. I think non-sports was still pretty underrepresented. Uh. And I, I just think that that again is more of a, not so much that they're not iconic, but maybe we just don't in in our little circle in the sports world primarily. You uh, mean like
0: like garbage field kids and, and garbage stuff of kids, Yeah. Star
1: Wars. Yeah. yeah. Um you know, even, even some of the, the TCG stuff. So like I voted for Sherazard, but I didn't vote for Sherazard, but that was a complete miss on my part. Yeah. Um, But then like the, you know, magic black Lotus and a few other things, like there's some stuff in there. There is some stuff. Yeah. If we'd had a a more of a list. Like
0: TCG. I mean, I I don't know if you pay attention to some of the, like like the grading lists that Gem Mint puts out on, on a either weekly or monthly basis, but like, A good, like, half of the cards being graded right now are, like, (laughs) TCG cards. Do you know what I mean? Like, and they've been steady. They have been steady Eddie. It's, I mean, it's outrageous how much, like, Pokemon, specific, I mean. Pokemon. Pokemon Pokemon is just on a different planet.
1: Yes. So, I I think that stuff, you know, and it was ultimately sort of underrepresented. But I think, again, as awareness sort of changes over time, I could see that stuff coming back. And then... You know, in terms of like, so, so this is the next grouping that I have here is more like, it goes back to what I talked about earlier, of identifying the person. So like, and, and basketball was really well represented. But yeah. to me, that wasn't necessarily shocking because, you know, Adam is a basketball only guy. I'm confident that a good portion of the voters were pretty much only basketball people. There were obviously some people that only collect modern basketball yeah. because of how you know those votes landed.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I don't there wasn't really anybody I felt like that was kind of missing on the basketball side. But let me throw some baseball names at you. Um that people that they didn't have cards on the list. Pete Rose, I'd already talked about. Walter Johnson is arguably the greatest pitcher in the history of major league baseball. Yeah. Not in this list. The guy that the award is named after, Cy Young, uh, yeah. does not appear on the list. <laughs> Christy Mathewson is another one. Um, I'd mentioned Eddie Plank. More recently, Cal Ripken Jr. did, did not appear on the list. And and
0: the That's most crazy.
1: recent of the recent, which was funny because, like, recency bias really should have been setting in, and it didn't. Albert Pujols wow. is I not know. on
0: the list. I know. I know. <laughs> now,
1: they're, those are some big baseball names now yeah. when we talk about football OJ I mentioned Emmett Smith is not on this list um Lawrence Taylor's not on there Bart starr Johnny Unitas. Th- those are two that I think were big big misses yeah um, I think those two rookie cards from the 57 set are, are a big deal um Bronco Nagurski, as you know was at 101 yeah um a few other quarterbacks Terry Bradshaw. Like I I don't think there's a single Steeler in the countdown, right? Yeah. Uh, Roger Staubach not in the countdown. Again, recency bias. We had we had multiple breezes and had Mahomes or I'm sorry multiple Bradys. We add Mahomes. We
0: don't have Drew Brees. I know. How would that be? I know. I mean, I think his stuff is cheap to begin with, to be honest. But yeah, and so but again, I mean, to that point, like, I mean, if it's cheap, no, it, just it wasn't like being voted for, you else. know? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. It's crazy, and he's recent, you know. Like he's like yeah, a, someone valid. that people can get behind. I mean, he had up until yesterday the the, the record for most yards in a season,
1: right? So um, you know that those were just some names to kind of bat around when when you think about, which is not to say that I had all those on my list because I I only had you know I had a handful of them. Um, I didn't have them all, and I struggled with a lot of them. Um, like well, I, I mean, but now
0: I, you're speaking from hindsight, though, right? Which is like yeah, yeah. You know.
1: But when I was in the middle of it, I was going through that. I was like, how can Walter? How can I not have a Walter Johnson on my list? Because he's my favorite player. Um, But I actually don't think I ended up voting for him because I couldn't decide on a card. Is there a single card that people would identify with him? And I was like, I'm not really sure. Uh, Same with Cy Young. You know, is there one card that people would jump on? You know, it's easy to say T206 set, but then both those guys had multiple cards in the set. So you have to pick one you like wow. but how many
0: people would, would be able what to about- recognize it though do you know yeah, what i mean like
1: I think that's right i think that's right because so, right? like how yeah, many people yeah, would like yeah. look
0: at like even the shading of the card right like i think like it's, it's really cool i a lot of times actually yeah. when i'm scrolling through my feed like just because i've seen so many like so many cards so often like you actually kind of know what like what cards coming as you're kind of dragging your finger you know what i mean just right. based on like The shading and and the coloring and you know just uh, the the background is I'm like like, how did I know that this was gonna be a tops chrome LeBron? Do you know what I mean? Like just just right. So uh, I I mean, to your point, it's just not something that is is very recognizable.
1: Yeah, but again, like you know, stuff that's missing. That to me, that's part of how to think about it. Yeah, like it's not just which card, but it's also who. Yeah, who's not there. Yeah, um, you know, Hannes Wagner only had one card on the yeah. list. like right. this is a, this is an all timer like first first group of Hall of Fame inductees. Yeah, like to have one guard on the list just sort of shows again. I well, I think it it sort of proves out. I think what part of what I had talked about in terms of that recency bias, right? The the people that had really kind of come running back into the hobby um, in 2017, 18, 19, whatever, they're still on that journey of like, you come back into it sort of going after the things that you remembered as a kid that were sort of, that felt unattainable then, but were attainable now. Yeah. And then you gravitate, I think, pretty quickly from those into, all right, what are the teams I follow now? Who, Like, you know, for me, it's Houston type guys, Astros, Texans, Rockets, whatever. Um, And then once you kind of pass through that, then you start looking at, well, what else is out there? And vintage ends up being a, a very easy place. most people to go and so and i think we're seeing that right we've seen that transition happening the last few years which and and we're seeing more and more of the modern only type guys start to focus a little bit more on vintage because i think they realize as they're building out an entirety of the collection that without guys like wilt chamberlain or Hank aaron or you know stuff like that have I am I do I really have the collection that I'm wanting to run down
0: Well I mean imagine you put that collection away for like truly put it away for like yeah. 15 years and come back to it which a lot of collectors did
1: Yeah you right. know
0: like right. what are you coming back to realistically because yeah. I know that like in the case of I mean I inherited some some cards from from my parents and and what I came to what I came back to was far from the riches that they thought that they they were inher- <laughs> they were going to give me as inheritance let me tell you a bunch of Opeachy peachy premier stuff that was is firewood yeah. now i mean it's yeah. beautiful i keep it in the binder still like i you know it right. is what it is but i'm talking about from a, a financial perspective it's like it's it's not worth very much
1: yeah you're like gosh if you just load it up on on gretzky and lemieux rookies literally you know yeah.
0: place, guys. <laughs> literally um
1: so then so you know that that was the concept of some of the stuff that missing and then you know the last things that i had here this is what this is what i call the and it'll be a good segue maybe to the next to the next thing but i call this kind of the sheesh list sheesh Sheesh. sheesh. (laughs) Uh, the jordan jersey auto yeah no one thinks that's iconic other than the modern basketball guys the jambalaya jordan like I understand the significance of the insert set, but like people can't tell you what they don't even know what year it's from.
0: Yeah. It's um, true, actually. <laughs> it's true.
1: Metal Jordans and Kobe's. Uh I think exquisite Jordan, like when people say exquisite, I think they pretty much think LeBron, don't they? Yes,
0: not, yes. Yes. Yes.
1: The, the normal, the regular collectors, not yes. the specialized I guys, agree. The I agree. Collectors. Because uh, I
0: mean again that's the definition of iconic at least from my perspective.
1: The SP Brady like no. No. Like, like we talked about it's contenders and it's and it's Bowman and Bowman Chrome. Like for Brady that's where it stopped. Yeah. Um I I'd mentioned the EX stuff. EX 2001s, EX 1996s like that. I think there was an EX 2001 uh Jordan in, insert in there. Yeah. But, the scoring kings jordan you and i were talking earlier in the show like or earlier today you know i back at that time because the, the scoring kings jordan's from 93 yeah. and at that time the 92 fleer team leaders were the cards everybody wanted no one cared about that scoring kings um because like you got them pretty easily out of those boxes like so it wasn't they weren't rare and so to me, I like the phenomenon around those cards was again, more driven by scarcity of high grade than it is scarcity of the scoring Kings in general. Yeah. Um, and then I had, then I had Giannis. I think it was um, having two Giannis on the list to me was sort of ridiculous. Um, again, driving from the, like everyone I think felt compelled that, Whenever they put those modern basketball guys on, they had to put the NT first because it's the most expensive. Yeah. And then they'd follow with like base and chrome.
0: Well, I mean, I even voted
1: for the base and chrome stuff because of awareness. Yeah. But I couldn't. Have t- I can't tell you the difference between Giannis or Curry or whatever NTs. Like, I, I have no idea.
0: I mean, even Patrick Mahomes, bro. Like, if we if yeah. he never wins another title and you know he goes retires like is he going to be iconic like let's say this list we look back on this list in 10 years you know is is he still iconic i i, yeah, I don't cause know because there are
1: other guys that had had great runs right like i mean i i appreciate how ridiculous the stats are
0: he's on he's a he's an unbelievable yeah. quarterback you know and but he's there, still young you know, there, and he, was, he still a got a chance to there, do it
1: there was a period of time in the what uh early 90s where I mean Steve Young put together pretty pretty solid group of seasons and I mean we just want a super bowl want a super bowl MVP we, we we don't think about him you know the same way as we do other people um so yeah that that stuff I mean we'll see how it ages uh that then that's the recency bias stuff, Well that, that's, and that's kind of context. what I'm talking about it's like right? I mean yeah.
0: is it iconic or not like I mean even if someone collects football You know, if you go up to like a kid who collects football, like is he gonna know what the Patrick Mahomes rookie card looks like? Or he's definitely gonna know what a Brady is. You like, I'm yeah. The Bowman one again, like for sure. I think that it's just one of those cards that that people see a lot, and it's Tom Brady. So yeah, sheesh. (laughs) The sheesh list.
1: The sheesh list.
0: If you could go back and let's say it's a perfect world, how do you make this list as unbiased as possible?
1: Um, you know, I think you've got to. well, one of the things I think you do is you've got to do a little bit more data cultivation. So, and I do think they did. I mean, I, and I, Adam and I spent a lot of time talking about how they tried to sort of parse some of it and what to do and, and, you know, appreciate too, that I'm sure you will, I, I say this a lot, people are stupid Yeah. Um, and the hobby's lazy. And so when you combine stupid and lazy um, <laughs> into this endeavor, yeah. well, what you got were a number of ballots that didn't do what they were asked to do. Like, I have no doubt that there are numerous ballots that, that ultimately got counted that didn't have 75 cards on there. And I, and I have no doubt that there were ballots that had nothing but basketball cards on them. And well, so, I, I think
0: that's like the direction I was going with that question is like, you know, it, obviously like this is something that it's a, it was the first time this happened, correct? Yeah. 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 So Sorry like, yeah. So, you know, maybe sourcing people from, from different sectors of the hobby and then, they, and then they can all have their own kind of biases. Yeah. That, but that, like yeah. they're contributing to like the greater list though. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And like you can have like strictly vintage collectors you can have like but they are going to still be aware that other cards exist because right. I mean if you're if you're at shows I mean, if, yeah, you, if you're if you're in the hobby you know you know like the big cards you know you yeah. know the other big cards So ex- um, expanding the
1: voting list to you know kind of doubling that out uh maybe even giving a few more choices um but also saying like if you're not going to put in a full list of 75 cards, I, then I just can't count the ballot because you haven't you haven't accomplished the mission here. Because uh, I think if people had really done that, stuff that would, your, your 80 to 100, I suspect starts to look very different because Adam said that they're, you know, the next 101 to like 130, I think, where they're like so close that, one or two votes, or or even just moving a card up, like if I had voted, because I think I had Nagurski at maybe, you know, top seventy in my list. If I would have put Bronco at like fifty five, he would have made it. So it was, I mean, it's that close in terms of wow, several cards that didn't make it. Um, so I, I think if that if people had really filled, and you out still
0: couldn't people, bump pete rose hey eh? no one must have voted for him I at just, all he, you put it you put he, a 38 bro you <laughs> you just couldn't do it he can't get into the hall of fame he can't get into this top 100 list. Of
1: fame and he can't get on the top 100 list like you gotta feel feet, bad for him feet. that's all right he'll be here in houston at the Fitterman autograph show of texas uh friday through sunday here in here in Great sunny Houston, Texas, along with with a bunch of other people. So this upcoming plug week for my guy Fitterman Sports Show, auto, the autograph show of Texas.
0: This upcoming week, yeah. Does this does turn into a plug show without me even attempting it? You know, like that's what are the what are the chances I, that Pete Rose is going to be guys, right? No, but no. I mean, what are the chances that Pete Rose is going to be like? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pete Rose what? be there? Uh,
1: we got. I think he's he's got Mike Tyson coming in town. He's got the Hulkster, so the Hulk, Hulkamaniacs are going crazy. You, uh, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Ric Flair will be there. This is the only time ever that I think they're offering combo photo opportunities for Hulkamaniacs and Nature Boys, uh, both of them together with you in a photo. Uh, We've got the glove, Gary Payton. Oh, Carl Malone's delivering the mail. This that's big because he hasn't done a signing in a while. I'm going to be hitting the mailman pretty hard. Uh, It's a it's a. It's a, it's a really good one. <laughs> uh AI is gonna be in town. Oh, Charlie Sheen and the uh the major league guys are gonna be here, Co. I mean it's you you may want to look at getting a oh, place to line- get down to Houston for That's the a weekend. lineup. It's be
0: that is a lineup. I got no advance notice though, so I appreciate I that. No, no, no. You know, appreciate that. So let's talk about you know, we've talked about the past, we've talked about the, the, I mean, we've really talked about the past with this top 100 and, and also last year. Let's talk a little bit about 2023. Let's talk about, I mean, I'm tired of talking about where the market's going to be. So, I mean, it's up to you if you want to talk about where the market's going to be, but um, what are you looking forward to the most in 2023? And what are you currently working on assembling? Because I mean, usually it's a set. So I'm going to go ahead and say assemble.
1: Yeah. Um, So, you know, I think what I'm looking forward to most this year is some of my, some of the PC, like the player collecting PC that I've been doing, right? Uh, Because I, as some of the big prices have worn off, I think a lot, some of the cards that I either wasn't aware of or kind of gotten interested in and ran away from me, you know, they've come back. And so, you know, I'm, I do, I do a fair bit of collecting a Mookie bet. Um, I've done, I've started finally picking off some of the Mike Trouts that I really wanted. Um, you know, I'm looking at, I've been working on some kind of specialized stuff around Kobe and I, I've changed directions a couple of times on that, which is always, it's difficult, especially when markets are volatile because yeah. you, you can get upside down on some stuff so easy. Yeah. Which can, in, in, you know, let's face it, can be sometimes a little bit defeating. But, I, you know, I've tried to get a lot better about, like, you just got to move on from it. That's... Like, I paid for it. It doesn't matter now. It's what it's worth. And is there something I want more? Because I'm trying to drive more from just, you know, satisfaction in my collection versus what it may look like on a financial state.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes try to look at it as, like, free money. Like, I mean, on my books, it's not, obviously. But, like... I'm like, okay, this is like money that I otherwise would not have. You know, it's not liquid. Yeah. It was it was a card before. Now it's money. You yeah, know what I mean? Like so like, you look
1: at your, when you sit down and look at your personal balance sheet, if you're like me, there's not a line item for this stuff. Yeah, right? which doesn't mean it doesn't have value or even a, a very significant value to your overall financial situation. But it, it's it's not how I view it. Uh, I mean,
0: unless you're taking a bunch in a row or that contributes to like a bigger red, red line at the bottom, do you know what I mean? That then we've got a problem, but like it balances out if you keep kind of moving it along and you're not really interested in that anymore.
1: Yeah. So I've been, uh, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of research, trying to look at some other stuff that, that might interest me kind of subsetty types of collecting, um, We'll plug Bill, if his pitch is going down his top 10 list of going off FTA. right now.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah, stuff. and I
1: mean, he's telling everybody about some awesome cards. And I wish he'd stop because there are a few on that list that I'd like to find. And the more people that know about them, you know, makes it tougher to get. Yeah. Um but and then, you know, look, I'm I'm just trying to I'm always I have to curate maybe more than some other people be just because of the volume um you know you asked me about sets i i i'm pretty deep into an 86 FLIR uh all psa 8 set i'm over halfway home you know that was something i'd started on my page
0: are you um, buying them or grading them
1: yeah buying them nice yeah, just even at the, the the grading pricing doesn't make sense right like even it
0: like the probability bucks?
1: of hitting a eight on a card like those that's true you know, even it. I mean, am I gonna? How many fifteen dollars stabs am I gonna take when I can actually <laughs> buy them and slab for twenty five or less? That's yeah. that's kind of my view, yeah, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you, you've got to make your deals around the stars that are more expensive, and, and again, just be picky and patient about your timeline of when when you try to pick those off. But I'm pretty deep in that set. Um, I'm under thirty cards for a fifty five. Baseball set in um, fives and sixes, Ooh. but I, I'm I'm stuck with the high numbers. Like you know, two over two thirds of that are high numbers, which are are they're hard to find anyway. But then they're even they're even tougher to find actually, even in those mid grades. Really, but that, that's a set that I was focused on in 22, but I just I didn't see enough of them. I you know I made pretty good progress, but I'm hoping this will be the year because you know your wallet if you're like me sometimes your wallet opens up a little bit more as you're getting closer to the end
0: yeah 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 because you're just you just want to get it done because you're just like i got it i'm I'm ready yeah
1: yeah so that that's some stuff that i'm looking at um you know not haven't been there's some mid-90s like basketball stuff that i've been just kind of slowly accumulating when i can find it cheap i don't really focus on that um I did that with the EX sets uh, back last year, and some in twenty in 2021, just because I thought they were cool cards. Yeah. Um. And and I found I could buy them in bulk lots and sort of get you know get into a set at a number that I was comfortable kind of holding at. Yeah. Um. But you know that I I think the other thing I suspect I'll focus on this year too is trying to expand some of my searching into the BGS realm. So I, you know, PSA is your dominant player, um, in the, in the grading world. Right. And and I think that that there's a cachet that comes with having PSA nines and tens of big cards. But what I, you know, what I've been noticing is as Beckett continues to punch itself in the face on all fronts, right. Uh, the value of some of the or just the interest in people trying to run down cards and their slabs has waned in some ways, which I think is creating a pretty good buying opportunity, particularly when you look at like PSA 9, BGS 9.5, PSA 10 type pricing. And, mean, and even,
0: even SGC 9.5s, like. Are, yes, SGC is. Really like BGS 9.5s. I mean, like they're. Different. Yeah. They're kind of getting there right now, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, you know, again, that now I, you know, that market shift, I I don't want to say it hasn't happened because we've got some price data that indicates it has. Yeah. To me, the question is when someone else takes over at Beckett or they decide to stop fighting themselves, you know. Because I don't think it takes a lot to sort of rehab that they world. Just, they just—they
0: just got a president, though. I know, and he, but like, they just you know, got a new president.
1: When it's not when it's not working, <laughs> I,
0: you may not. How are their VG, VHS grading? Like, how's that going for I, them? Imagine, imagine that's, buying that's, like, like a or, easy, or like know, imagine imagine jumping it. on board, you know, and being like, okay, here's what we're gonna do, guys. Yeah, we're gonna I, start <laughs> grading VHS. You know, of all the problems you have, of all yeah. of the problems you have, yeah. we're going to start grading we're we're, start You grading know, VHS is the future. the future. Nah,
1: I leave that market to Darren Revell. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'll, awesome. I'll, I'll leave him for the BHS.
0: VH, so in typical Cardboard Coaches fashion, we obviously can't go a single episode without mentioning Patrick Ryan, you know, and since Cartel isn't there to do it this episode, I have to be the one to, to pass that torch along. Okay. Uh B Ryan recently posted a story that I thought was actually really interesting. And uh he mentioned how the P- the PSA ten Fleer Jordan rookie is yeah. that they're starting to dry up at auction and that he his guesstimate in his knowledgeable opinion is that it will come down a little bit and then end up s- s- maintaining at $250,000 in the not so distant future. Yep. Um we talked a little bit about this before we jumped on. Yeah. You seem to have a completely different opinion.
1: I do. And I and actually I w- I hung out with uh Patrick yesterday for a fair bit of time. We were we were doing a little a little trading. Swapping, um, which was fun, uh, and he posted some of the cards uh, that he got from that. I, yeah, I saw that. Mine. I need to. I have a picture and just haven't hit post, so I'll, I'll jump on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Patrick. Well, so you know, Patrick, had expressed his opinion on it, and, and he very well could be right. My opinion remains what it's been for. You know, I'd say I, a good what six to nine months like i have to go back to my archive and find it but i mean i was i was saying that i thought 150 was kind of the spot there and there were some different reasons why i felt like that was a number that could kind of hold up yeah Uh, i think you you were
0: saying that you were saying that like at least like at Six months ago, at least, you know, maybe maybe earlier than that.
1: Yeah, and and you know, part of that was just around. Some of it was just dollar level kind of thinking about, all right, it's a you know, it's a card that still people are going to want, and you know, that with some of the gains that people had had on some other stuff, like I just my sense was that in the in that kind of one fifty or even just slightly lower range. There would be some people that would kind of extend into it so they they consolidate out of something else into their into their grail card at a number that i think that they could feel pretty good about um but you know Co. the other thing that that still just hits me about that card is kind of twofold one the pop on it's just too big um And I know that I know there's the argument out there that, you know, how many thousands and thousands and thousands of collectors would want to own that card. And I don't I don't I don't suggest that that's untrue. But I what I know is true is there are not multiple thousands of people out there in the hobby that are going to be able to drop one hundred fifty thousand dollars on a single card. I mean, yeah. I think about how deep my collection is and co I've never spent anywhere near that amount of money on a single card ever.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: And I don't still don't see myself doing something like that this year. And so, you know, the population count on it to me is too high. And then when you add, if you add to that, the, the knowledge that I, I would hope people have seen or have understood, there are four five six collectors collector investors out there that I think are still holding a pile of these things
0: and while but wouldn't I that make them wouldn't that make them more difficult to acquire if these people keep buying them up though
1: well but, but I'm not I'm not a hundred percent convinced that they're the ones that have been buying. I actually think that they'd been selling off a little bit at a time on the way down. I do think that there could have been a couple people that, you know, had some that, you know, maybe got kind of caught in a leverage trap or something like that. And that, that was an easy way to kind of generate, you know, a, a six figure pay down on a note or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, when I, I mean, I think for a card like that, in that condition to really be able to maintain a dollar level like that you you you've got to have enough people that are willing to just grab it and hold it and yeah. i just don't sense to me that makes that argument tough because i just it's already hard enough to swallow a $150,000 price tag are true collectors really gonna do that then on the way up? Or are we gonna get another artificial push from people who maybe try to see it as an opportunity to scalp 10 grand, 15 grand after fees? Because that that's a hundred percent what was happening when it that card and many other cards, right? That, that's what was happening. People were people were making really, really bad financial bets on the market kind of continuing to run. Yeah. So I, you know, the Jordan, the Jordan um, phenomenon that sort of happened through covid and then, you, you know, with the the combo of of the Netflix series or whatever, and then uh, what happened in the hobby. Like, I, I just don't know how we replicate that again.
0: Now, I don't think like an everyday right. Wall Street guy would drop like 150,000 on a Jordan rookie, you know?
1: Why would he? Like, because right know. now, why Why would a Wall Street guy, if they, if they weren't doing something it cool for his fucking co, desk,
0: why, you know? Right.
1: If they didn't do it before, why are they doing it? Why would they do it now? Like, Wall Street guys aren't stupid. If they go yeah. back and look at the price history of this card and they say, you know, it was 10 or 15 grand forever, then it was 30. And it had trouble getting to 50. But then once it kind of got through the 50 75 number, it ran up as high as like 700. And in, you know, 18 months, it was back at, you had multiple opportunities at it at 150. Like, I just don't know what pushes them to feel like they may need to make a decision now because it may
0: run away. And then once you, then if you think that. Well, because I mean, to to Patrick's point, is that they're starting to dry up at auction.
1: But yeah, and I know he'd said that like we'd had a few auctions where they weren't yeah. out there. We have two live auctions right now that have them. Now, the bids on them are pretty good. But, I, you know, don't you... I mean, if another one... Let's say one pops off at 200 code, It's not a perfect card. Yeah. What do you think happens right after that?
0: That's true. That's a perfect point, actually. That's a perfect so I point. Just,
1: I just don't... Yeah. Like, you know, Pat can end up being right. We need to not see them... For them
0: to like, really like be able for a to while, fly back. yeah, I
1: just, yeah, I just think yeah. so many the people, a lot of the people that have them, and maybe some people that felt like like once it started down, never could find their quite right opportunity to say, okay, maybe I'm done with this. Like I'm even guys that aren't necessarily enjoying the hobby as much anymore. Like you, you don't think if you get a 200 print or even you get another 250 print, what's going to happen? I think you're going to see one in the next six auctions because people are trying to get out. And
0: yeah, yeah that point is 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 important. Yeah, I mean because once you start seeing like favorable comps, and let's say you are sitting on a few of those. Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean isn't the LeBron exquisite that like you know because there's only 99 of them, but one of them pops off at like 1.3 mil, and what happened?
0: What well, we've yeah. seen one every yeah. month. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. The that's last true.
1: One just, just popped out, you know, 7, the last seven ninety I think or
0: something. Five five was it? something. It was less. Yeah. The right. last one I saw was seven ninety, I think.
1: There there was had been a recent one, I think, in Golden or Five or Heritage that banged out at like five seventy or something. Yeah. That's rough. And I, I mean, you know, you worry that like so what is the next eight five do? Don't really know. Like I mean, again, it's hard to know, but I'm just saying that level of price volatility and, and you know, on that you've got a serial numbering kind of in your advantage. So the availability is already low. Yeah. Well, cause there's
0: not, like there's that. not more than 99 theoretically yeah. speaking. Do you know what I mean? Versus yeah. like, I mean, there could be, could be a, yeah. a Jordan yet to be graded that could Jim and, yeah. and make. I mean, add,
1: add to the pop report. Yeah. And, and yeah. like with the Jordan too, you know, we don't, we don't talk about this enough. How many nines are out there that, look really good and you know if you're faced with like i mean if you're talking like a 8 to 10x spread from a from a 10 at two at 200 and something to maybe a nine at at 20 what are you gonna do and i just so i just think that all that together makes it a little bit difficult for that which is not to say that I don't think the card can can grow over time. Yes, 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 yes. It, it yes. can and it will. But I do think we're in kind of that you know range right now of where even if they do dry up and they come back, you know, I still think 150 kind of made a lot of sense. Um, I still think it makes a lot of sense, and I I just don't see the impetus to make it run higher unless Pat ends up being right and. The holders of it just say, forget it. I'm not, I'm not making, yeah, any I'm not, I'm
0: not, I'm not budging. Yeah. There's always yeah. going to be some dude that
1: has a wife that wants a new car
0: and it doesn't hold the, the line, car. man. You know, or you got to hold, new, everyone's going to hold have, the line.
1: They to, they're finally like, instead of, you know, sharing that instead of sheeshing it out and sharing hotel rooms with their buddies at card shows, they discover, <laughs> they discover a life mate and they got to pay for a wedding. And next thing you know, uh, yeah. Bye-bye MJ.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> real. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. Well team on that note, we are going to leave you guys with, uh, I mean, hopefully some, some quality information today and uh, i want to thank you for jumping on the podcast today and uh you know contributing one yeah. hell of a good time for our listeners so thank you so much dave
1: yeah absolutely Cartel, this is here for you we'll do it we'll do it again with the real with the real guy um soon
0: love to hear it uh-huh. team i hope you enjoyed this episode of the cardboard coaches have yourself a wonderful rest of the day cardboard coaches and dave are out